0: is mini the weekly mini where we tell you all about new book releases and events happening in store and online i'm your host becca
1: and i'm gary
0: that was much better yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> and holy crap next weekend is uh WonderCon.
1: yeah it's so soon it's so soon um i'm getting super nervous because we don't have the we don't have any books yet <laughs> For WonderCon. I mean,
0: at the time we're recording this. That's right? true. Not when the episode true. goes out. Yeah, guys. you're right. I do you're want right. to right. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I also, I'm just so sleepy today.
0: I just don't want, like, our listeners that are, like, coming to WonderCon <laughs> to, like, panic no. when they hear yeah. this.
1: No, you're right. I, I did the thing. Usually I'm really good about being like, oh, it's Tuesday the 22nd that we're, but, like, I don't know. My brain is just slow today.
0: It is okay. No one's going to judge you. I mean, if they do...
1: If people don't know, we record these early.
0: Yeah, we're we're <laughs> taking the veil down because we're tired today.
1: We are. Um, we have a bunch of events, so we should just like get right into it. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah. Um. T- today.
1: Yes. Tonight. Ha- tonight. Six
0: o'clock. Yep. We have uh, David Putnam in conversation with Matt Coyle. Uh, they're discussing uh, David's book, The Sinister. And I I do want to specify this is a one of our new hybrid events. So it's in store Mm -hmm. and online. So if you are in the San Diego area or if you're going to be in San Diego, we do really, you know, encourage you to come in because the authors love to see you in person. It means so much to them and it's so exciting to us as well. But if you can't make it to the in person or if you're not comfortable, uh, please join us online uh, through our crowdcast Mm -hmm. as you usually would for our virtual events.
1: Yep, and because it's an in-store, again, this means that we will have signed and personalized books, not yes. just book plates. So if you want to get books signed for either author, uh, just make sure you make a note in your order comments that you want a personalization and we'll get that done. Does
0: that make a big deal, like, to you personally? Like do you do you have a strong preference between book plates or signed books? Um
1: It depends on the author, for me, I think. Like, there are authors that, like, I just, I don't expect that I'm going to get a signed book from them anytime soon, so a book plate is nice.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but then, like, when we were discussing getting, um, setting up the event with Jen Lyons for her, her final book, which is going to be last, uh, next month, um... Nick was originally going to do book plates, and I was like, well, last time we drop-shipped her books to signed books, like, can we do that again? And, yeah. and he went back and, like, re-coordinated. But, like, that's because... I mean, I would get it signed by Jen eventually anyway, but, like, having that signed book, like... There's just something different about, like, oh, this was in the author's hands.
0: Honestly, right? the thing that I think is... Well, I mean, so were the book plates. The book plates that's were true. in the author's hands, like, when <laughs> that, they signed them. You're not them. wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, but I do want to... Like, I personally... I think I prefer book plates because it allows an extra level of creativity that, like, I feel like not a lot of authors take advantage of. But, this like, is true. when we got, you know, um, Dave Baker and Nicole uh, Gow to uh, send us the yeah. book plates for uh, Everyone is Tulip, um, those are really beautiful. And they those fit, are really cool.
1: Yeah, they're really cool. Like, plates. they
0: aesthetically match and they also, like, match the illustration at the bottom of the page you put them on and the other big thing i really like is that most of the time they do seem to be made of a material that's more durable than paper so Mm. if you like if like you know accidents happen all the time right floods happen you get caught in the rain whatever like it's nice to know that the ink is on something that's going to be a little bit more long lasting and durable as opposed to like just a a piece of paper in the book, I guess. This makes sense to me. You've really thought this out. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, it comes up so much more often than
1: I thought it ever would. Like, when- I think now that we're getting back into the swing of doing, because like, we didn't really ever do book plates with authors before the pandemic.
0: Yeah. Like, I it mean, just
1: wasn't a thing that happened at the store.
0: It seems like such a missed opportunity to me that it's not a bigger thing in the like publishing world, because like, I don't know. Like, I thought that publishing companies like to make money and think of all of the, like, international authors that they could have signed book plates. And then, like, that's a special edition of the book or whatever. Like, yeah. People love that shit. I love that shit. I would buy it. How do you feel about...
1: We're so far off topic already. How do you feel about, like, books that come pre-signed from the publisher? Like, they just have, like, an extra page in there? Because, like... That strikes me similar what to... What do you mean?
0: Like, it was, it was signed in the original and then copy print? Like... No, no. So, like... so or like, so they had the author just sit down and sign them all.
1: Sign, like, a bunch of loose pages that get bound with the book. So it's not signed on the title page. It's just an extra page bound in the front.
0: That is... Like... I, th- I personally, I feel like that is so dangerous, right? Like, I feel like that's a really easy way to have an author's signature, like, forged onto other stuff by just putting it on a blank piece of paper that can be like
1: yeah i do there are a lot of authors that i follow that like make a have made a point on like twitter and their social media to be like look like whatever you're when you sign something for um your audience like those signatures should not be the same signature you sign your checks with
0: right (laughs) like
1: dangerous I, i
0: feel like not man i've never really thought about that like i feel like consciously like you know, I don't have a signature that I put on my art. Like, I have a uh-huh. stamp, like a, a logo or whatever, with my name and then the year that I drew it. Um, but yeah. Wow, I never really thought about that. Yeah, it's Shit. interesting, right? There are people out there, then, that... Never mind. Yeah, that need,
1: need to think about that, for sure.
0: Yeah, I've totally not sold anything with the signature on it that I use for stuff.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> Oof.
0: I'm going to cry now. We should move on.
1: (laughs) Our next event, tomorrow... (laughs) I'm going to have my identity stolen. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, Alex Segura is going to be in conversation with Rob Hart. Alex's new book, Secret Identity, uh, I think just came out last week. And it sounds fascinating. It's like a gritty crime noir story, but it's set in the comic book industry.
0: You know what's pretty cool about Alex Segura? Hmm. Uh, he and I are both friends with um, Henry Barajas. Oh, legit. That's right, fun. Because re- I don't know if you remember, but Alex Segura and Henry both now work for, um, oh my God, uh, Oni. Oni Press. Oni, Oni
1: Press, yes.
0: Also, David has pointed out to me uh, over Messenger that Alex Segura and I are both friends with David's dad, Jeff Marriott. Oh,
1: there you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah, we talked... Alex um, wrote the Star Wars Poe
1: Dameron book from a couple years yeah, back. Yeah,
0: it's so good.
1: Yeah, it was very book. fun. I love that I've plugged mm-hmm. it in a
0: bunch. I'm really excited for this book. I love shit set in the comic industry. And, like, because Alex works in the industry, like, you know he's bringing that, like, extra good experience stuff to it. Yeah.
1: You. Yeah. So this is one of those books that came in and we had a real discussion about like where are we going to shelve this one because it is a mystery and we would typically put it in mystery but it's about the comic book industry and i think our sci-fi readers are going to be more likely to pick it up than our mystery readers are As i think we put it in both places
0: um i think that we should just put this book in a bu- like every single genre that it touches
1: yeah, that makes sense got to me. Got some
0: copies in mystery, got some copies in comics for some reason. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, you, yeah, right? I just want to,
0: I kind of want to add like a new little section to the comic section for all the like comic related novels. That's just called like, it's not comics, but uh, close enough.
1: Right? I feel like, I feel like we could do a display or something. Yeah. For sure.
0: Because there's so many. Anyways. Okay, so we have that. Um, On
1: Thursday, we have have two different events happening.
0: Yeah. um,
1: In store, six o'clock. Kelly Barnhill is going to be discussing her new book, The Ogress and the Orphans. And then virtually at seven, uh, Sarah Mueller is going to be in conversation with Marina Lostetter talking about her new book, The Bone Orchard.
0: And if you guys are interested, uh, I would suggest uh, joining us over on the Patreon. Uh, We have a book and beverage book and beverage pairing going out to join to like enjoy with the event for the Bone. Oh, that's fun! Um, And oh yeah, I
1: remember you working on that. Yeah, and it features
0: a uh, San Diego uh, local brewery, uh, the Serpentine Cider Brewery. Um, they're really cool. I really enjoy them. Uh, I've been gifted their ciders before by uh, Mary Elizabeth, and yeah. they just—they've done a lot of work uh, for you know the San Diego Black community, for the queer community, and like for women. And I do appreciate that in the yeah, other awesome. world.
1: So definitely,
0: that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, this book looks really cool. I'm excited for it. We're gonna have signed book plates available for them. Both those books uh, look
0: so fucking cool. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm jazzed. Um, on Friday we have our young adult book club meeting, and mm-hmm. uh, they are going to be discussing
1: the Keeper of Night. Yeah, Kylie Lee Baker. Do mm-hmm.
0: you know anything about this book? Have you read it?
1: Uh, I have not read it. I think we talked about it when it came out. It came out in October mm-hmm. of last year. Um, and we just got more copies in the store, so we have some on hand if folks haven't had a chance to pick that up yet, but, um, it looks real- this is another one of those things where, like, this cover's incredible, but I don't really know anything about the story.
0: It is about a girl who is a- uh, she is British and Japanese, and she is from a background of British Reapers and Japanese Shinigami, which are also, like, Reapers, just in, you know, Japanese Yeah, cultures. that's- f- Fascinating. Um, And she enters the Japanese underworld to serve the goddess of death. Dope. Yeah.
1: Incredible. So. That sounds really cool. Yeah.
0: And then on Saturday, we have another double up of events. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We have a virtual event. uh, Gareth Powell in conversation with uh, J. Diane Dotson discussing uh, Powell's Stars and Bones.
1: Yeah, this is like a... Like a space epic. Yeah. Looks very fun. Uh we're gonna have uh signed book plates available for uh for Stars and Bones. And then also Saturday, this one's at two o'clock at the Imperial Beach Library. Um Alana Alana Quintana Albertson is going to be doing a talk and signing for uh for her book Ramon and Julieta. Julieta.
0: Which is uh, <laughs>
1: Julieta, yes, which is it's just a, it's a, it's a Latin Romeo and Juliet retelling, which yeah. sounds fun.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think the cover for this is so stunning. Like, I think, I don't know, I, I love adaptations of, like, old stories like that that make it more interesting and yeah, culturally significant in a different way. It looks cute, so this should be a fun time. This is going to be,
1: like I said, uh, two o'clock to three o'clock. I think the signing starts at three uh, at the Veterans Park Rotunda in Imperial Beach.
0: Yeah. And you, you and might see me it. there. And that's it. I think that's I all I I might be there. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Cool beans. I might be the person working the event. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I know we were looking for, like, who's going to be doing some of these uh, offsite, these offsites Because now we're doing more stuff, like, outside the store again, which is fun.
0: I mean, it's nice because, like, since David drives me places, like, I kind of have, like, a built-in panic assistance if I really need like an extra set of hands.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: So it it's nice. Nice. All right, you want to talk about some new new books? Yeah. Do you have any books picked for? I do. That you want to talk about?
1: Okay. This I have two.
0: This first book mm-hmm. I'm going to say right now it is for adults only, I believe.
1: Oh boy. Um,
0: it's absolutely adults only. It is listed as a Yuri erotica. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's, it's called Gun Bird Sisters.
1: We had someone special order a copy of this.
0: Well, that person uh, I wish was me, because (laughs) let me tell you something. Wataru Mitogawa, the mangaka, has created a vampire and warrior nun fight love story? Yes. Um, yeah. In a decaying gothic city, warrior nun Dorothy is tasked with hunting and slaughtering supernatural creatures. A member of the elite Crimson Sisters, she seeks to eradicate all vampires. But one faithful night, she encounters the fanged and beautiful Maria, a wounded and de- wounded and desperate for care. Dorothy offers the vamp- the half-vampire one chance at survival. Become my pet. Damn. Like, I love nuns, I love vampires, I love lesbians. Let's do this.
1: Incredible. Incredible.
0: But adults only.
1: Yeah. Yep, yep.
0: What, what that one I came mean? in
1: and it was like, uh, this has got to be for a customer, because there's no way we're putting this on the shelf.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm not going to be able to put that one in the manga section.
1: Rip. Uh, Which is not the fair, first...
0: I must say, because I bet it is not anywhere as spicy as, like, a Sarah J. Moss book, like... Yeah, yeah, probably. And at least these nuns are having consensual sex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, my first one <laughs> is uh sun eater number four from uh chris rocchio this one's called kingdoms of death i read the first two if folks will remember when the podcast first started i was reading a book called empire of silence it took me like three months to get through because it's just such a big book uh this is book four in that series and i i am so excited i need to catch up i didn't read the third one demon in white um but this one's out and then i think book five has already been announced that's crazy. Um, yeah, that one's coming out this year also in December. And uh gosh, I just I'm so I love this series. It's by, like
0: these fast working people.
1: I know. It's so it's so incredible to me when when especially because these are like eight hundred page hardcovers, like big books. Um and they're they're really fun, like space fantasy. Like they have a lot of um sort of like expanding empire and nobility and um, like that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's really cool to me. That is
0: really cool. this like
1: sort of blend of of tech and magic. Because like I think the second book, the cover has like a guy with a glowing sword, but he's also got a like a like a mech arm. Like Ooh. it's just I. It's really cool seeing how these genres blend in this really yeah. interesting way.
0: No, I so. love I love blending genre stuff like that. yeah. I, I don't think it I'm happens enough. I yeah. mean it happens so much in manga and anime and that's something that I really love. Like Yeah that mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So I'm excited for this one. I'm gonna pick a copy up, complete my collection. Hopefully I'll get to reading this one soon, but I have to read uh, so book many
0: three things. first.
1: Demon in White, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> What's your next one? My
0: other my next one is uh Catch These Hands Volume One by uh Murata.
1: I love this title.
0: Yeah. So it's about... Oh, the cover's so cute. This is not what I expected. <laughs> I know. So uh, back in her day, Takebe was um, a delinquent and she fought with anyone that wanted to, but she's decided to leave that all behind now that she's like older. Um, and she has a surprise reunion with her old rival, who's called the Bloody Cardigan Soramori. Um, and Sora Mori has a proposal. She says if she can beat Takebe in a fight, that they have to start dating. Amazing. And, like, I just think that's so funny. Also, like, the name is so funny to me. Like, I was like, wait, what is black slang, like, doing in Mm -hmm. the title of a manga? Catch these hands. Yeah. Oh, it's cute. It's It's very cute. It's very fun. This sounds great. Um, I have uh, one other book that I just sure. wanted to give a little shout out to, um, from Axel Lenore, or Len- yeah, Lenore, is, a uh, Secret Passages. It is a autobiography from another dimension. A, Ooh. um, it's- uh, the author's memoir exploring the girlhood she never had- Cool. Um, because she grew up in the closet and lived, you know, that double identity life that a lot of queer people in the closet, you know, deal with.
1: hmm
0: Um, Secret Passages narrated by the adult author begins with the death of her male cosmic twin. From here, it launches into a ro- rollicking ride of childhood antics set in 1985 small town Quebec. Um we get to know Excel, a rebellious little girl who dreads grade 1 and is captivated by the spooky forest near her house, her brothers, and their long-suffering parents who may or may not be aliens.
1: Incredible. It says
0: that it has a real um like it, it it's reminiscent of Calvin and Hobbes. And yeah. like so much of what I loved about Calvin and Hobbes growing up as like a young queer kid who didn't really know what was going on with my identity was that sort of, like, reality can be whatever you want when you're a kid. Yeah. And, I love this idea of using that sort of, like, thought process to create your own biography and sort of, like, reshape your story in a way that satisfies you. Yeah, I love that. That
1: sounds fascinating. Yeah. Um... I only have one more. My last one is one that I didn't even know that this was, like, coming out until we got copies in the store. Uh, It's called The Shadow Glass by Josh Winning. Yeah! And it's described as being really reminiscent of, like, things like The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and The NeverEnding Story. It's about a... Um...
0: It's the one with the, uh, like, puppet-looking dude on the cover, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. um, Darcy, uh, recommended it to me for, uh, the Patreon highlight we did of books we were excited for, uh, that were coming out this year.
1: Nice! Yeah, we got- we got copies in, and they're really cool. The books look like old VHS tapes, and they've got, like, a really weathered quality to them. Um, the main character, his father, like, had- created, had made a film about, like, these fantasy creatures, these, with puppets, and his father has, has passed away, and, uh, the son moves back home, and is going through all of the, like, old materials that his dad had used to make the, the, the film originally, and the puppets come to life.
0: (laughs) Yes. And
1: so now now there's, like, this sort of... It says, During a freak thunderstorm, the puppets in the attic start talking. Tipped into a desperate uh, real-world quest to save London from the more nefarious of his father's creation, Jack teams up with the excitable fanboy Toby and spiky studio executive Amelia to navigate the labyrinth of his father's legacy while conjuring the hero within.
0: Yeah.
1: It sounds really fun.
0: And, like... <laughs> I do just have to specify, too, like, I have to really drive home for, like, our listeners, go check out the cover, because, like, it really does look like this dude on the cover just, like, stepped out of, like, Dark Soul, like, um, Dark Crystal, excuse me. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. Dark Soul, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just delightful. Like, it just it's very nostalgic feeling it it, it, really it has like a
1: dark crystal meets fantastic mr fox vibes with this guy on the on the cover in my opinion Gosh, that,
0: i feel like that is so close to how darcy described it too yeah oh yeah
1: i'm very excited for this one i picked a copy up uh i haven't started it yet but i'm i'm excited to get into it
0: i hope you like it i hope yeah I, I, it sounds really fun
1: yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it so this should be a good time
0: is that is that everything
1: i think we've done it
0: oh my gosh we've done it all right guys thank you very much for listening everybody uh we always appreciate when you tune in um as always all of the books we discussed and more are going to be linked uh below in the description uh you said that if they're listening through apple podcasts um that it does cut off our descriptions at a certain uh, limit right
1: Yeah, I think it doesn't include all the links and all the stuff that that I generally put into the episode description. So if you want the full description, go to uh, the store website and then click on the podcast link from there.
0: We can put that at the top of the description. That is true. So, like, with, like, maybe, like, a little note of, like... Yeah, the, the
1: hosting service that we're using used to have a a thing so you can do a separate Apple podcast, like, description. And I was putting in those, like, uh, for the full description, check out blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't even have the option to do that anymore, which is very upsetting.
0: Blurred. Okay, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that since we had discussed it. Um... Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, book links will be below, um, but... As always, you can purchase anything that we've discussed today through our website, Mm MissGalaxy.com. Thank you to Austin Farmer for the use of our intro and outro music cut from Kill the Farm Boy off of his album, Bookshelf Symphony Orchestra. There's a link to his Spotify below, so go give him a listen. Um, And to stay up to date on events and new releases and any other important information that we forgot to share here today, follow us on all social media platforms at MissGalaxyBooks. Gary, where can they find you on social media?
1: Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at TheGaryRoby, and you can follow my Star Wars podcast, The New Republic Archives, over at DuelingGenre.com. Uh, our most recent episode was about a 1990s comic series called Dark Empire, in which Palpatine survived because he put his body into clones. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was very, very strange <laughs> and also v- incredibly remnant. Like, I, Rise of Skywalker is drawing from it so heavily that I was, like, shocked I hadn't read it before. It was, it was fascinating. It's I don't delightful. know if I would say that it was good, but it was fun. It,
0: it, it's delighting.
1: Yes, yeah, I had a good time. So people can go check that out. Uh, where can we find you?
0: You guys can find me at uh, popculturepunk.com. Uh, I'm going to be putting in a shop on my website uh, as I update my Etsy because Etsy has largely increased how much money they're taking from us. So, Mm. uh, you know, you can support me in a way that gives me more money.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's awesome.
0: Like more of the money that you actually want to give me anyways instead of giving it to someone else. Um, And you can also find me on Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch uh, at Becca Bean, B-E-E-A-N. And you can find me on Instagram, same handle, just add an underscore at the end.
1: Nice. Oh, before we before we wrap wrap, I do want to let people know that I'm not sure when the next minisode is going to be. I have a, we have a couple of um, podcast episodes banked up for the next few weeks, but WonderCon is coming up, and then April we just have a ton of conventions, so I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have podcast time scheduled yes, on top of that. That is the um, problem, So I just want to give people it? a heads up now. That that it might be several weeks before we have another mini-sode.
0: And it's not that we don't love you, it's just that Gary is the inventory manager and I yeah. am one of our senior, like, off-site booksellers. Exactly. Like, I've been doing it a little bit longer than, like, Gary has.
1: Yeah, yeah, because, you know, y- you've been helping the store since, I think, before I started working for this mm-hmm. store.
0: This is my se- seventh year? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah,
1: yeah. Wild so. shit.
0: Yeah. Do what we can, so,
1: but yeah, it might be it might be a little while.
0: Because that way you can come see us, yeah, and hear us uh, yelling, so that you won't feel like you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll see you again soon in a galaxy not so far away. Nice. Yeah.